Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to thank you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. Well, American Thinker has been graced by the thoughts of my next guest, my good friend, Rose Tennant, the host of her own show. It is called Rose Unplugged. Help me bring back now to the C.L. Bryant show, Rose Unplugged. My good friend, Rose Tennant, and her piece that she has in the American Thinker today. We're going to talk about that. Rose, welcome back to the C.L. Bryant show. How are you? My dear friend of what, 10 years at least, maybe longer. I love you. I love you, my friend. It's good to be on. Well, thank you so much, Rose, for coming on. You have been so instrumental in the things that I do here even today. Rose, talk to us about the genesis of the work that you uh, did there for American Thinker. Uh, What was the thought behind uh, writing your piece today? Well, you know, thanks for asking that because I think it's important to talk to women about this because heard about coronavirus and it started to spread and then it was not looking very good at all. And even before the stay-at-home orders, a lot of us as women and mothers were concerned and some of us are also caregivers to our parents. So we got a little concerned and we were worried. And I think we all went through that whole panicky, worrisome phase. And then a lot of the women that I started talking to, I realized were relying heavily on the Bible, quite frankly, um, CL. And, you know, I thought it was interesting because when I look at Proverbs 31, and I know this is not a a Christian show or a religious show. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's a Christian (laughs) show. And uh, whatever religion you are, come on aboard. Go ahead and talk to us, Rose. All right, well, thanks, because I was looking at Proverbs 31, and towards the end, as you well know, um, we're told that the proverbial woman was able to laugh at the days to come. And so then I started to think about it, and I was reading through all of the proverbial woman uh, passages, and I realized that the reason she could laugh at the days to come is because she made sure that everyone in her household was secure, that she had done all of those things necessary to be sure that they were safe, they were healthy, and they were well cared for and clothed, and they had a roof over their heads. So I thought that is what brings us peace. Not only that, but our faith, of course, but just that idea 
um, in Proverbs 31, that when we take care of those that we care about, um, we can have that peace. We know that we, we, ha- we knew this was coming so that when the president and God bless him, I wouldn't want this to be anyone else in charge during a time like this. Um, when he did start asking some of us to stay at home, um, we were prepared for that and we were okay with that. And we found our peace in knowing that we have done everything that we could do and that we just remained peaceful. At the same time, many of us as women really appreciate this president because he has been transparent, he's been decisive in his leadership. And what I love is that he brings all of these people out men and women outstanding in their fields who who come and they affirm this president and the actions he's taken and we appreciate that as women we appreciate that because we feel that um he's protecting us he's protecting our children uh, their future and and we we really appreciate the president for all that he's done and shown such great leadership through this absolutely and you check out in american thinker today rose tenants piece it is strong it's called clothed in strength and dignity they stand and i'm speaking to a quintessential american woman i've had the privilege of interviewing uh, another in the first hour today it has been a strong strong showing of american women today on the c l bryant show rose you said something that i want to uh, follow up on and, and let you elaborate on a little bit further you were saying that um this president you feel and i feel the same way as as you is the right person for this. And I was talking to someone who did not vote for Trump and they actually said that they were glad it's him leading this instead of Hillary Clinton or someone else. Do you think there'd be a totally different feel to what's going on uh, in America? Would there be even bigger disaster if uh, the progressives had control of this? Oh, I absolutely do. And we can see that clearly, can't we, CL, when we watched what happened in the House, when when they were actually holding hostage aid to the American people and American businessmen and women because of their agenda. I'll tell you what, CL, if they weren't going to lose big in 2020 in our elections in November, they certainly are now as a result. People aren't stupid. They're watching this. Business owners, you know, I grew up in a home where both my father and mother owned their own businesses, and I understand the struggle of the small business person, and, and it breaks my heart that they were, they were holding that aid hostage because they had an agenda that they wanted to uh, move forward and, and, and it was just obscene. It was absolutely obscene. And I think that the American people see that. I think it is clear as day right now. And uh, for Democrats, it's always about politics. It's never about the American people. And we needed this. They cared more about this liberal agenda than they do about representing us and safeguarding us and our lives. So, you no know question. what? No yeah. question about it. There's no question <laughs> about that. Uh, and, and Rose, I don't know if you got a chance to see it before I, I went live today. I uh, saw Nancy Pelosi trotting up to the uh, the podium. And, and do, do, Rose, would you believe that she was actually trying to take credit uh, for uh, this thing that uh, has been done? It was just absolutely astounding. Uh, but you're right. I, I, I agree with you. You're right. I believe the American people are 
seeing through this and they are seeing the Democrats even more for what they are. You know, Rose, I was talking to a, a small business owner and I know both of us uh, are in business uh, in our own right. And and um, she was saying that two weeks to a month in her business um, would, and, and she was saying that it probably describes most other small businesses around the country is about as long as they're going to be able to last. She uh, noted that she was going to be able to meet payroll this time around. But uh, the question is whether or not she'll be able to meet payroll next time. Rose, uh, have you talked to other business owners who are expressing that same concern? Talk to us. They are, and they, but they do believe that the president understands what they're going through as business owners. And of course he would, right? Yeah. So, I mean, we had Hillary Clinton who despised entrepreneurship, despised the American spirit. And now we have a president, thank God, instead of Hillary, who embraces it and understands it on the level that I'm not sure many others could possibly understand it. So, yes, I, a lot of the women in my article um, are business owners. And uh, they have confidence in this administration and, and they, they trust him. And see, bottom line is we have to be able to trust. And we do. And, you know, you were talking about the media and Nancy Pelosi coming out. You know, the media doesn't want us to have this information. These briefings, this encouragement that's coming for businesses and for individuals from the president every time he does some briefings is so good, has been so decisive that people like MSNBC's Joe Scarborough thinks that the network should cut away from his briefings. Margaret Sullivan at the Washington Post had a headline that said the media must stop live broadcasting his dangerous, destructive coronavirus briefings. Dangerous and destructive? Yeah, it's dangerous and destructive if you're a Democrat running for office right now. That's the only reason it's dangerous and destructive. I mean, the fake news doesn't want the American people to receive updates from their president. And they have to stop it. But you know what's really impre impressive is that the women I spoke to, they said they're tuning out of all of the news broadcasts. And because a lot of it's so doom and gloom, CL, we're going to get through this. We're Americans. That's what we do. But you know what? They are tuning in every single day for the president's briefing. Absolutely. That's the only information they want. Absolutely. You know what, Rose? That you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, I have actually, I have it on my daily uh, to do thing to see what the president's talking about as far as this this is concerned. Because basically, all of us are are shut down. Uh, there's, I as you know, I live in Denver now, but Denver I think is something like the eighth or ninth largest city in the country. But it looks like a big ghost town. I mean, it looks like a big ghost town. There's nothing happening uh, and there's nowhere to go. People are not working. Rose, we have to get back to work. And I know the president understands that because he's been saying it. You, you and I were on a call. I'm not going to mention uh, what call you and I were on yeah. a couple of days ago. But uh, uh, we, we get, a, get a chance to peer into uh, what's going on as far as the way things are shaking out. And friends, let me say to you, the president is taking care of business that's that's all that is all he's taking care of business and so rose uh, when you look uh, toward our american future i think you said it uh, very very well we are americans we will go on but will the democrats reap their harvest of doom and gloom that they have been trying to plant centered around this presidency of donald john trump talk to us 
Okay, well, where women are concerned, absolutely they are going to suffer as a result. Look, we've talked about this, you and I, before. This year marks the 100th anniversary of the passage of the 19th Amendment. And that guarantees and protects a woman's constitutional right to vote. And let me tell you something, CL. When we women head to the polls this year, you can be assured that we are determined to wrestle that hammer that they have used, that the Democrats have used to wield power. We are going to wrestle it out of their hands before they can do any more damage. And we love this president as women. President Trump, and I think more women are coming to tune into him and listen to him and be encouraged by him and feel confident that their families, their children, their parents are safe. We care about things like this. And he's long been considered a, pro- a president that uh, makes promises and keeps them. And guess what? We like a man who keeps their promises. So, we're, yeah, we're going to be there. We're going to be at the we'll be at the uh, voting booth uh, in November. And you can bet that we are going to keep all of this in mind as we go to vote. You American men out there, you ought to feel good when a quintessential American woman says that what they definitely need from you and me is for us to keep our word. Isn't that the foundational stone of our country coming from Rose Tenner? Rose, tell people how to get in touch with you if they want you to come to a place near them or they want to interview you or tune in to what you're doing. How do they do that? Well, yes, they should actually get in touch with me because we I will be holding some virtual meetings online. Women for Trump has one tonight. They can get all that information at my website, roseunplugged.com. But I think even more important, there's more information on Rose Unplugged on face, Facebook and Twitter is at Rose underscore unplugged. So, yeah, you know, I just come on out. Let me know who you are, where you are, and we'll make sure that we kind of include all the women and encourage them because that is our goal right now is just to encourage women and uh, to just empower them and get them out there to vote. Rose Tennant, absolutely unplugged and vital to the American conversation, has been my special guest. She's my good friend. Thank you so much for coming on with me. Continue to fight the good fight, Rose. I know you will because you are. I'll talk to you real soon. Great. Love you, CL. Thank you for all your good work. Love you, Rose. Bye now. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. That was my good friend Rose Tennant on with me. And Rose, as always, does bring uh, her special touch to the conversation. And uh, the thing that she said left us with um, really to the American men because she is uh, one of the shakers and movers there, uh, women for Trump in this country. She left this um, what women want men uh, that's a question that I guess we um, will <laughs> never really answer <laughs> but Rose gave us a glimpse into the foundation of what women want from American men, at least conservative women, Christian women like Rose is, conservative Christian women like Rose is. This is what she wants. This is what they want from American men. Keep your word. And that's what they uh, like about Donald John Trump is the fact that uh, they feel he has kept his word. And friends, if folks vote for you because of that, believe me, that's a good thing. 
I'm a two-time um, president of the NAACP, Garland, uh, Texas, two-term, two-term president. And um, the second term, um, they didn't know me. The first term, really, they had to get to know me. Uh, the second term, I was voted back in because I, I kept my word that I would take on uh, the districts, uh, the unbalanced and unfair practices of the uh, school district in Garland Independent School District, which was the second largest uh, in um, Dallas County, next to Dallas school district itself Garland Independent School District was um, the, the second largest very large and we sued them in federal court and they needed someone at the helm of the presidency at the time that would stay in the course and fight it out I did that through the um, storm of suing a school district in federal court. Skinheads, every, every type of person was, <laughs> was after uh, me. I had a personal, um, Sam Allen, he was fire, um, he's a um, investigator there in Garland, had been on the force, uh, been an officer for many, many years, was my personal bodyguard during that point in time. And uh, people were crazy. I mean, they were just about to lose their mind that their schools, as they know them, were changing. And NAACP was bringing in some crazy stuff. No, we just didn't want uh, at that point in time, that's going back 30 years, uh, longer, a little bit longer than 30 years. At that point in time, uh, it didn't make sense to bus um, the black kids out of their community and close those black schools in those communities when you could turn them into lab schools, magnet schools, and uh, bring in the gifted kids, whether they were white, Asian, whoever, uh, into that community and infuse educational life into that community instead of taking whatever brain trust there was in that community out. And that's the fight that I fought uh, in two terms as NAACP president. And they trusted me because I kept my word not to run from the fight or be bought off in the fight. And there's always opportunity to run and there's always opportunities to get bought. And when we come down to talking about politics and presidents and uh, things that really do matter to us, Rose is absolutely right that uh, women today want men that won't run or that won't sell out. Men are looking for women today who won't run or sell out once committed. That, in my full estimation, we'll talk about it when I come back.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. are lifted high Our hearts are bowing in reverence CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. Glad that you could come along with us as we build the bridge to conversation. I have been blessed uh, today to have as my special guest two quintessential American uh, women on with me. Both are um, small business owners, uh, both, of course, concerned for the um, ongoing health of our nation financially uh, as far as business is concerned. And they are both concerned about the people who work around and for them. Yeah. Um, And when I left you, I was saying to you that they both expressed the idea that what America and particularly American women are looking for in a leader. And I believe they have found it in Donald John Trump, even though he came on the American political scene and he was presented to American women in a very sketchy way. But he's overcome that. And then uh, if, if the fact of the matter is, and of course, you might want to crucify me about this. Uh, it was much ado about nothing to begin with. And, and, and bottom line, before Trump started this journey that uh, he's on with uh, his wife, Melania, and this family um, into this political foray, let's just face it, folks. He, he was a, a billionaire a single billionaire playboy. And I ain't mad. I'm not mad at him for it. And no man who's honest is. No man who is honest is mad at a single billionaire playboy for being a single billionaire playboy. Oh, it doesn't matter what your religious affiliation and all that. And all of us may agree on the right and wrong and, uh, you know, various moral mores that uh, we may see, you know, in their behavior. But um, and we disagree with some of those. But uh, you're a hypocrite if you uh, talk about you mad at him for it. Especially knowing that if you found yourself in that same situation, what the uh, story, what kind of story that might might tell. Huh? Be careful when you judge folks. And that's exactly uh, what happened early on when the president 
uh, took office is that he was presented um, in a very sketchy way when it came to women. But women now are becoming his champion as well as he being theirs. Oh, yeah, Trump has been a great champion for women, a great champion for Latinos and blacks. That's why in so many circles that uh, I find myself in, I, I, I have people, I run into people who, in fact, still uh, or, or do believe, they believe this very much so, that the president is still a target of dark human forces, not just spiritual, but the president is still a target and victim of dark human forces. There are many people who, who believe that, who think that. What are they talking about? What am I talking about? I am talking about how high flying uh, the economy was. Do you, do you, I don't think you even realize how high flying the economy was. Um, the president had the Chinese slowly making their way to the trade table. And not only was this going to be a windfall for farmers, but if we could have maintained a, a continuity as far as that Chinese Chinese Trump administration conversation uh, was going and the, the climate that we were in after the, de the defeat of um, the impeachment debacle and sham after the, de the, de the defeat of uh, this Russian collusion thing after James Comey's falling on his face. And tell you the truth, this is a good thing that happened for Comey because uh, Comey was headed uh, in into very turbulent waters. Oh, there were gale force winds headed Co to, uh, Comey's way. And all of this that has transpired in just the last couple of weeks has changed a narrative, a financial narrative. It has changed a political narrative in this country that was certainly favoring Donald John Trump. I mean, it was favoring him in uh, ways that was just absolutely amazing. Um, when we talk about... Um, landslide victories and I'm, I'm still looking for that we were talking about McGovern like defeats that Trump was going to hand out to whoever the Democrat opponent is going to be it looks like it's going to be Sleepy Joe but I keep telling you this and uh, please uh, don't discount what I'm saying 
you have a Democrat convention to go to with a president like Donald John Trump, who still has the wind at his back, even though uh, you would not think so listening to MSNBC or those usual suspects. You would not believe that he actually has the wind to his back. You would not believe that, would you? No, you wouldn't. But he does. Uh, and even though uh, we're, we haven't reached the height of um, this coronavirus effect on, on Americans, uh, even with 280 active U.S. military uh, personnel testing positive for coronavirus, the president is still in a very commanding position. He's in a commanding situation. And the reason I'm saying to you to keep an eye on the Democrat National Convention uh, coming up here in, in, I think it's June, June or July, July, June, is it June? But anyway, it's coming up shortly. If it's not delayed or, you know, uh, postponed. We are looking at Joe Biden at this point in the so-called catbird seat, right? Joe is not visible. No news story except on NBC, MSNBC, CBS, the usual suspect, NBC, ABC, the usual suspects. Other than there, Joe is not visible. And they only run a few blurbs on on him and Bernie. They're not visible in the news feeds. You know who is? Well, yeah, Donald John Trump. He's very, very visible. And even though Nancy Pelosi and and her crew, uh, you know, they try to steal the spotlight and are trying to steal uh, and take credit for bailing Americans, not American, not necessarily, but Americans out. Trump is still the in the spotlight. And the reason I was saying and alluding to dark human forces is because, my friends, I don't necessarily believe in coincidence. I don't believe that just coincidentally the exact right thing could come along and derail a booming economy, although it's beginning to boom again. Yeah. It's, it's, it's about to boom again. The economy's about to boom again. But, um, hey, friends, you know, I know that there are other um, principles involved in certain aspects of global life. We don't know whether or not this is a manipulation or not, but I just think it's so suspect and coincidental. And I don't believe in coincidence that suddenly 
you have the brakes put on, suddenly uh, it comes to a, a jarring halt. Americans are locked in their homes, leery, paranoid to go out in crowds. And we're um, taught to be that way and reinforced to be that way by our government. Yeah. Now, if this goes on long, regardless of who is at the helm, whether it's Donald Trump or whoever is at the helm, human beings will um, join together in insurrection. Oh, you better believe it. Human beings will join together in insurrection. San Paulo, Brazil. I've flown into San Paulo, uh, Brazil. Brazil's governors on um, last Wednesday rebelled against President Jair Bolsonaro. Call for life to return to pre-coronavirus normalcy. Now, San Paulo is a beautiful, beautiful city. Millions of people live there. And um, saying this, his proposal to reopen schools and business runs counter to recommendations from health experts and endangers Latin America's largest population. Yeah, I guess San Paulo would be the largest population in Latin America. It's a great, great town. It's the New York of Brazil, of Latin America. State governors, many of whom have adopted strict measures to limit gatherings in their regions, defied the president's instructions in a nationwide address Tuesday uh, evening. They, uh, they lift the restrictions and limit isolation only to the elderly and those with long-standing health problems. The governors there in Brazil, uh, the governors weren't the only defiant ones. Virus plans um, challenged by Bolsonaro were upheld by the Supreme Court. The heads of both congressional houses criticized his televised speech. Now, what Bolsonaro did was get on, and he wants things to go back to normal, too. And, of course, you know that he's been talking to Donald Trump. There's no question about that. We want things to go back to normal as well. But as you see here in America, Tom Cotton being one of them, uh, Tom Cotton, Arkansas, uh, says not, let's not be in such a hurry to, to, to reopen them. Let's not be in such a hurry. Well, that's what the the people are saying to their president in Latin America. Should we be in such a hurry? Uh, that we're not at a point where we're defying anything, uh, defying any presidential order or anything. But um, the the people 
we must understand neighborhood uh, community uh, leaders and and people who have national prominence you need to understand that even though you understand and we believe and we know that business will continue and it will go on as it has gone on in the past even though we know that and we believe that you need to understand that the American psyche has been affected in a way that will be lingering on for quite some time. Oh, yeah. This will be, I, I don't want to go as far, and some people are saying this, but I don't want to go as far as saying it'd be post, post-traumatic uh, type of uh, syndrome, type of stress on a person. I don't, think, I don't think it goes to there. But it's going to affect in no small way the way the American mind works and the way it runs. Uh, Brazil's north, uh, southeast region, San Paulo, um, Governor João Doria threatened to sue the federal government if it attempted to interfere with his efforts to combat the virus, according to video of their private meeting reviewed by Associated Press. Now, we are here the four governors of the Southeast region in respect for Brazil and Brazilians and in respect for dialogue and understanding. That's what Doria said. Um, we supported Balasaro for president in his presidential bid, but you are the president and you have to set an example. You have to be the representative to command, guide, and lead this country, not divided. That was the message from the governors. So you see, regardless of region, this virus does make and does bring into focus a common denominator when it comes to citizens and those who we elect to govern us. We would much prefer, it appears, to be certain of our safety health-wise and work something out with the government to sustain us than we would rather roll the dice and take a chance on not being safe Health-wise, we're not only looking out for our elderly who seemingly are more susceptible to this particular virus, but since we don't know what we don't know about this virus, we truly must look out for all, including our young people. And so I'm more on the side. I'm more with those who would say, yeah, let's take our time knowing that, uh, hey, we must, all of us get back to work, all of us, so that our nation can get back to work. I'm CL. 
Are we opening ourselves, our government, up to lawsuits like they are in Brazil? I'll be back. Home stretch of today's show. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for. So you sacrificed. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa. Play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. CL back with you on this great day. In the USA, and truly it is. And uh, folks, regardless of what you may have gone through, what you may be going through, uh, what may be ahead of you, understand that it's better to go through it here than anywhere else on the globe. And consider yourself fortunate that you are a citizen of the United States. Uh, for most citizens of the United States, I dare say about 95% of the citizens of the United States, you will be receiving um, help from the federal government, especially if you are working. Um, Many who um, are a part of... um, companies or who have been working for companies that have closed their doors, um, the provisions for long-term unemployment, compensation is being made and has been made available, even though we keep in mind, you'd be certain to keep in mind that it was Nancy Pelosi who paid it, who, who played politics, not, not the Republican, it was Nancy Pelosi who played politics with uh, your money, with the money. And, yeah, it is your money. We're actually, what the country's doing is giving you back, you know, money that belongs to you. Uh, Anyway, that's going to be a dividend to pay, Um, I do believe. I don't know if they're saying none, but uh, there's going to be dividends to pay. Now, uh, many of you know yeah, all of you should know now, of course, it's been on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, all that type thing, that, of course, I lost my wife, my beloved, my beloved wife, Jane C. Bryant. Uh, and she requested to be cremated, right? And uh, we did that. I did that. I um, uh, got that taken care of. I'm not necessarily a cremation kind of guy, but uh, I guess Jane has talked me into it now. <laughs> so, uh, probably go the same way with as far as the remains are concerned. But I'm glad 
now, and I said this on another show, that um, actually the remains were preserved that way in ash because I don't have her physical remains to deal with as far as, um, you know, burial is concerned because we, we did not get a chance to uh, have the memorial service that uh, we were going to have for her on last Saturday, on this past Saturday. We didn't get a chance to do that because of travel restrictions and um, crowd restrictions. Our family, our combined families alone would be uh, over 200 people, you know, and then friends and friends and church members and well-wishers and all that kind of thing. Um, it'd be quite a, quite a big gathering. And, um, we didn't get a chance to do that. Still haven't uh, had a chance to do that. Don't necessarily see a foreseeable date. I had thought about, um, the 18th of April, but, um, I I don't know if that's going to work. So I mentioned on uh, a show Um, Last week, I mentioned that one problem that's going to be had in this country and New York is beginning to face it are mortuaries, morgues. New New York authorities have acted and have mobilized to head off a potential public health disaster in the nation's largest city. Uh, with the emergence as the nation's largest coronavirus hotspot, a warning flare, and perhaps a a cautionary tale for the rest of the country. They have began to set up a makeshift morgue um, up outside of Bellevue Hospital. Yeah, and the city's... Uh, police, uh, their ranks dwindling as um, many police officers are becoming ill. Uh, They were told to patrol nearly empty streets to enforce social distancing. Uh, Public health officials hunted down beds and medical equipment to put out a, a call for more doctors and nurses for fear the number of sick people will explode in a matter of weeks. So uh, this is uh, not being looked at as something that is going to ebb here in the next few days. It's not going to happen. And certainly in the nation's largest city, people continue to die. I don't know how many uh, die daily just of natural causes, but um, you um, get a problem. In Washington, uh, President Trump explored Congress, implored uh, Congress to move on critical coronavirus aid without further delay. Senate leaders were trying to overcome late objections to a uh, $2 trillion economic rescue package to ease the financial pain of the pandemic. Now, keep an eye on whether or not this ever gets voted on by the Nancy Pelosi um, faction. 
because even though it should have been voted on, uh, you know, yesterday, day before, well, we'll see. Um, New York Governor Mario Cuomo points out that, um, again, pleading for help dealing with, um, you know, the onslaught of this virus on his city, on his state. Uh, he attributed the cluster to the city's role as a getaway to international travelers. And it is. Uh, New York is visited by international travelers, no doubt about that. It'll always be that way, I certainly hope. And the sheer density of the population, you're talking about 8.6 million people who are on subways, elevators, you know, they're in apartment buildings, um, and, you know, they're in offices. There's 8.6 million people. He pointed out rightly, the governor did, our closeness makes us vulnerable. It's how close they are to one another. But it's true that our greatness, greatest weakness is our is your greatest strength. Watch that Democrat convention uh, this summer. Joe Biden's not going to be the guy. Cuomo's going to be the guy. I'm I'm, going to replay. I I have several clips that have said this uh, over and over. Cuomo's going to be the nominee, and he's going to be drafted. Yeah, he's going to be drafted in the convention. Um, he's going to need some aid in getting that. So, um, look for him to appear on the covers of time. Man of the year will probably go to Mario Cuomo. I mean, uh, to Andrew Cuomo. Uh, I think, um, that'll be chosen right in before the convention. <laughs> Uh, Joe Biden is invisible at this point in time. So, of course, is Bernie Sanders. Trump and the coronavirus have um, the president as well as the virus have sucked all the air out of the American living room. There is no um, space to talk about Joe Biden. Why? Why? Why talk about Joe? What's the point? There's no space to talk about him. And so who has emerged as a television icon look uh, you look New Yorkers in particular and many across the country look in particular to see uh, his briefing daily of course it's the president but you also hear from Mario from um, Andrew, Andrew Cuomo and even though Cuomo has been very uh, cordial and he has uh, respectful and, and um, uh, complimentary to the president. He has been all of that. He is still an adversary to the GOP, to the Republicans. And I do believe that uh, if there is to be someone to emerge, to come forth, who will be a... Um, semi-savior, somewhat of a savior to the Democrat Party. It would be a personality like Mario Cuomo. Not Mario Cuomo, but Andrew Andrew Cuomo. You know, it, it, the, the fact of the matter is, 
those boys they stand they still stand both chris and and andre uh, andrew they stand they live in the political shadow still of an of a giant and neither one of them are and i'm sure they they both will agree come close to filling that shadow neither one of them but it's not going to be joe biden no, no, it's not going to be Joe. It's going to be Andrew Cuomo or somebody like him who can say that they led millions of people uh, through a crisis and who does have a beef with the feds and what they were given. He does have a beef. So he can, in fact, appeal to the um, Bernie Sanders crowd, they're New Yorkers, the Ocasio-Cortez crowd, he'll appeal to them as an alternative, even though he's an establishment Democrat. He'll appeal to them as an alternative. He'll appeal, even, even, even Joe Biden will go away quietly um, if Cuomo is drafted. And I have every suspicion, every reason to suspect that Andrew Cuomo is ripe for the drafting. He's the right guy to pawn it to, to hand it off to. If, in fact, he can fade the heat, you know, he'll be a media darling. Sure he will. He'll be the Italian media darling. I mean, uh, hey, sure he will. He'll be a formidable candidate across the country. He'll be the alternative. He'll be the Trump alternative. Joe Biden is not that guy. Mark my words. And the mortuaries, as I told you, will become a problem. Morgues will become a problem. And Joe Biden will not be the nominee. You heard it all right here first on the C.L. Bryant show. And I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I certainly hope that you keep yourselves safe. Don't do anything silly. And may God bless and keep you all. Mm-hmm.